with uh, the message on healing uh, is both for me and for you. you. You have to stir up the gift of God that is in you. Father, we just want to thank you. Speak to us tonight and help us to understand uh, that we were made for signs and wonders and we have the power in us to do your works. In Jesus' name, amen. Title, Ordained to Bring Divine Healing, Divine Healing Miracles uh, to the world. In John chapter 9, beginning verse, it said that Jesus and his disciples were walking, uh, going through a street in Jerusalem, and then they saw a man that was born blind. And they asked the question, Master, who sinned that this man was born blind? Now, I can guarantee you, uh, you know, you, you all have seen uh, Ricky, but you don't know, there's no way you could tell whether Ricky was born blind or not. You can't tell. So how was it that they were able to look at a stranger and could tell all of a sudden what's going wrong here? I mean, this was, they've seen blind people before. But this was an unusual case, and they noticed it, and they knew without a doubt that this person was born blind. So they asked the question, who sinned? Uh, This has got to be as a result of sin. My belief is this, that that guy had no eyes. Just thick skin. Just no opening. So they could tell. He is he, born blind. No doubt about it. You can tell if somebody is born blind if you're meeting them for the first time. There's no way you can tell. And uh, God has shown another case in Kenya where there was a child that came to a crusade for healing, and that child had the same thing no opening. But the mother believed and listened to the message. And as they were praying, she had her eyes closed. And had a baby in her hand while they were praying for healing. After they had accepted Christ. And after the prayer, she looked down and she saw these two eyes looking back at her. Shock. Same Jesus. True story. Happened in Kenya. And I saw a picture of people walk from everywhere just wanting to see this child. They lined up to this little hut to see this miracle that God had done. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So they asked the question, who sinned that this man was born blind? So that tells us one thing, that sin can cause sickness. Sin can cause sickness. But that is not always the case because of the answer Jesus gave. Amen? Sin can cause sickness. But it's not always the case. In verse 3 of John chapter 9, Jesus answered the disciples, the disciples when they asked, Who sinned? He said, Neither this man nor his parents sinned, but that the works of God should be revealed in him. He said, When somebody is healed, God's work is revealed. You see, Jesus said, My Father is always working, and I work. So, Working of miracles is God's work. To do miracles is doing God's work. 
Jesus said that the works, the works of God should be revealed in him. When you're sick and God heals you, that is God's work. He's working, you just don't see it in the natural. That is God's work being revealed in the natural. But see, somebody has to bring it about. Somebody has to be there. It just doesn't happen. Yet somebody has to believe God. Somebody has to act on it for it to happen. So that's what it says. It's for the works of God to be revealed. Then Jesus said, I must do the works. I must work the works of him who sent me. So God is working. And what kind of work is he doing? Healing the blind. Healing the sick. Saving lives. That's God's work. Jesus said, I must. So Michael, you must do the work of the one who sent you. Who sent me. The works of God. While it is day, the night is coming when no one can work. You know, I listened to somebody praying tonight. Or maybe the prophet saying, I believe it was the prophet. There's a lot of people who don't know God. You know? It's getting dark. Time is not waiting for us. Theodore Osborne wrote a book. He said, Sinners, he said, Out where the sinners are, sinners don't go to church. We're depending on them to be saved in church. We've got to go out where they are to bring them in. And I'm glad we have people out there bringing people to the Lord. We must do the works of the one that sent us. While it is day, the night is coming. And it says when the night comes, no, you can't do any work anymore. It's over. So we still have this time to do God's work. This is the time to dig in. This is the time to deep, go into it and understand. So we do His works. Jesus talked a lot. If you read in the book of John, He talked a lot about His works. His works. I mean, he wasn't talking about how holy he was, for the most part. He never said anything much. He just said one word, which of you convict me of sin? But the rest of it, his works. The works that the Father gave to me. I must work the works. And this got my attention some years ago. I said, what is this? Do you understand? What is this? I've been a Christian all this time. I, what is this? I've got to get a hold of this. This is important. If it was important to Jesus, it's got to be important to me. And if I'm called by him, this is for me as well. I can't really give it to some individuals or my pastor. Somebody's got to do this. I must work the works. And when you talk about the works here, he's talking about doing the miracle, right? Yeah, he's talking about doing the miracle. Healing. Delivering, I must do it. In John 10, 25, he said, Jesus answered them, I told you and you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. See, the works testify of me, that I belong to Him. 
I came from him. You may not understand, but look, this is not me doing this. This is the Father doing it. You know, if somebody criticized your message from Paul said, why are they criticizing me? God is the one. God is confirming the word. If, I lie, if I'm lying, how can God confirm a lie? How? Signs and wonders. And many being converted to him through the signs. We can't just put that on the apostles and a few individuals. You know, the other day, uh, I think Pastor Andy was with me, and uh, uh, we were with Benny Hinn in Dallas, and he was lamenting. You remember that there are very few people that actually go out and believe God for healing? Were you, you were there? Yes. He lamented that day. He was very sorrowful. He said, I don't know. He was counting the people that he knew that were going out. And once they do it, we deify them. And we, we, we take ourselves out. I was very sad that day. But I believe that God is not through with me yet. I really believe that family. I think that every, there's always a stage. And I'm really learning by the grace of God. Well, I want to be like that. I say it in your presence. I, I, not just to be like Benny Hinn. I want to do what Benny Hinn is doing. And I'm going to see it. I've seen it. Maybe not in that that uh, number but I want to do it I want to see the multitudes and I will see them because it's Jesus that's doing the work it's not me it's Jesus that's doing the work and he's called every one of us he says this is how you know that the father has sent me you, you don't believe but the works that I'm doing testify they demonstrate that it's God God is with me it's the works some people say, well, but demons do, uh, the devils do works. Yeah. But I understand that part. But there are certain works they can do. If you remember in, in Exodus, the magicians could do certain things. And then he got to a stage, he said, this is the finger of God. Remember? This is the finger of God. We have to focus on this as well. This is important. This has been very important to me. I believe in everything else. It's great. That Jesus focused on the works. Look at what Paul says. First Corinthians 2 verse 4. And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom. But in demonstration of the spirit and of power. Right? We're not talking about just healing alone, but we've got prophecy, all of those together. Just the working of miracles, all of it. To show that God is at work. And we saw that in, in, in Paul's life, everywhere he went. I'm doing this so that he can, we can draw our attention to this. Because it's what you focus on in the Word of God that comes to you. It's what you focus on that you talk a lot about, you study a lot about, and then God begins to work in your life in that area. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. John 14, talking about the works. Jesus said this, Do you not believe that I am in the Father? And the Father in, uh, in me, 
Because Philip was saying to Jesus, when Jesus said, you know, you've seen the Father, you know, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. He says, Lord, just give us one glimpse of the Father. And boy, we will be satisfied. Basically, we won't ask any more questions. We just want to see God. And Jesus like, what? Don't you recognize me? Don't you believe that I'm in the Father? And the Father is in me? Then he said, the words that, the words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority. But the Father who dwells in me does the works. See what he's saying? Words and then works. Now what is he talking about when he refers to works? He's talking about his miracles again. He's talking about the miracles. He says, believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Or else, if you can't believe that, or else believe me for the sake of the works themselves. The works are so important. And the works, he's referring to the miracles that he's done. And we are part of that. Don't relegate it to somebody else. You are part. You are called. Jesus said, you, I, you did not choose me, right? I chose you. And I ordained you. So you have been ordained. If you have been ordained, that means you have been anointed of God. You know, a lot of people pray for anointing. You already have the anointing. The Bible tells us the anointing is in you. You already have it. What we need is understanding. To be able to flow with the anointing. You already have the anointing. In fact, when you receive the word, you receive the anointing as well. Once you have understanding of the word, whatever word you're studying, once you receive the understanding, you receive the anointing. The anointing means the spirit. Jesus said, the words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are Life. So once you get, have the revelation of the word, automatically you receive the anointing for that word. So if you don't have understanding, if God is, hasn't given you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him, then you really don't have the anointing, at least in that area. So it's the word that brings the anointing. You can have the anointing without the word. Believe me for the very work's sake. Just believe me for the very work's sake. Then it comes to us. What did Jesus say? You know, this is a scripture that bothered me for years. And it's true. I, I pray that you think on this a lot. I mean, that was a hard scripture for me to read. I always like to skip it. When I get to that place, just go to the next verse. I, oh, I read that before. Go to the next verse. There's just no way to do this. It's too much. And it's in John chapter 14, verse 12 and 13. Jesus was speaking to his, his disciples. He says, I want to assure you, most assuredly, I want to assure you, he who believes in me, are you a believer? Yes. He, that means whoever it is, he who believes in me. Notice he's been talking about his works. He who believes in me, the works that I do. Right? 
He will do also. Not me, will. All you have to do is believe. All you have to do is believe. This is so easy, we just act on it. Now, if you read in uh, John chapter 7, verse 37, Jesus said, as the scripture has said, in the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and, and cried out, saying, He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart or belly shall flow rivers of living water. So if you believe, out of your belly flows rivers of living water. So when I go out and I'm sharing with people overseas especially, and around the country, after they come up to receive Christ, usually in Nigeria we got a lot of time, I immediately... We'll pray with them to receive the Holy Spirit. No one is running to leave for, to go to the restaurant. They, they're staying there. So after they come up from their idol, whatever it is, they come to receive Christ. When they we're through with that, Charlie, you saw that, right? Sometimes up to a hundred people at once. Because Jesus has said, He who believes in me, out of his belly will flow rivers of living water. So I assume, yes, now you are believers, let's let the water flow. Let's let the river flow. Now let's do this. We'll pray a short prayer, and they start speaking in tongues. They're filled with the Holy Spirit, because it's already there. There's nothing more to do. I don't have to feel anything. I just act on the Word. He who believes in me, the same work that I do, he shall do. And the other part that bothers me, greater works than this. <laughs> He will do. Not me. He will do. I'd like you to believe this. I want to believe this. We can do this. We can do this. It's not like you get 100%. I don't worry. I leave the result to Him. I can do this. We can do this. I've seen this happen. I mean, with lay people, you know, lay people, just let them. I've shared this before. Where, you know, this lay fellow was with me, I was praying with people. And then they brought a, brought a blind person, completely blind. They were leading the person in. I saw that. And this person walked out by themselves. The, the, eyes, the eyes were milky when the person came from cataract and really clear. And I was in, the preacher was in the one praying. That was really painful. <laughs> that was painful. The preacher should have prayed for it. But it was the lay person that was praying. We can do this. You know, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You have to take that word and begin to work with it. Maybe God is using you in a given area. Yes, let's move on to some other thing. Let God use me also in this other area. So when I go and I'm alone, I'm complete. Please be here on Sunday. (laughs) Because you are complete as a minister. Fully equipped. The Bible says that. Fully equipped. If I need word of knowledge, you give it to me. If I need to give a prophecy, he will. When you're out there, ministering, it's so important. The Spirit is so there. He's so there for us. So we do the works of Jesus. Now, in Isaiah... Chapter 45, verse 11. 
Scripture says, Thus said the Lord of King James. That's where I was raised in. It's King James. That's the Bible. (laughs) The Holy One of Israel, His Maker. Ask me of things to come concerning my children, sons. Ask me of things to come concerning my sons, children, and concerning the work of my hands. You command me. Miracles are part of the work of his hand. And he says, you command me. You know, the scripture we read, it says, Jesus said, if you shall, John 14, if you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. Now, if you go into that word, the word actually means demand, not ask. He says, if you demand anything in my name. After he talked about the works that I do, you do it. You, you will do the same works and greater works. He says, if you will demand anything in my name, I will do it. Why? That the Father may be glorified. So, God says, concerning the works of my hand, command me. I didn't say that. Can you read it? Have you ever wondered what that scripture meant? Are you going to command God? (laughs) God wants us to give the command. God in the world are the same. We speak the word. Now, I always like to say this. He didn't ask for your opinion. He said, command me concerning the works of my hand. Command me. And miracles, healing, deliverance, this are the work. We've already talked about this. The The Father is always working, right? And I'm working as well. The Father is always working, and I'm working as well. So we command the miracle. So Isaiah chapter 8, verse 18, it tells us there, I and the children that you have given to me, what are we for? We are for signs and for wonders. That's your birthright. Signs and wonders. That means we are for signs and what we think in terms of signs and wonders. Not just Jesus, like he says, he who believes in me, you become a son, right? A daughter. You and your master do the same work. We are for signs and wonder. It's good to be bold. It's just like my sister said tonight. If, he doesn't, if she doesn't comply, she'll be out. And that's exactly. We, make, we demand it and command it. And stand fast. And the miracle takes place. You see, God doesn't respond to pleading and crying. He doesn't. You can cry and plead and weep and 
roll on the ground and, and, and nothing changed. Guess what? I've been there too. Yeah, just crying and begging God. Begging God, please do something. Until you got the revelation. God doesn't respond to all that begging stuff. He says, concerning the works of my hand, command. Command. You ask God and you demand it. So basically what we do, this is something I'm exploring, I'm going to try it. It's an experiment, I've tried it a little bit. Instead of telling somebody, um, let me lay my hands on you and then I start pleading with God, I just give the command. I'm going to lay my hands on you in Jesus' name and I want you to bend and you won't feel the pain. That's, I don't have to do anything else. I give the command. And that's what I see Jesus doing for the most, in the scriptures. That's one way that he brought healing into the lives of people and miracles. He just said a few words and now is it. We like to plead. Me included. And we cry and we beg. This is one way to bring healing to people. And I'm praying to God, this is new for me, you know, something I'm working on in my mind. So that I don't have to plead, I'll just give a command. Because I've spoken the word. And if they listen and obey, they'll get their healing. Yes, they will. I usually will pray, but I'm hoping I can get there where I say, okay, do you, do you just do this, and you will be healed. And that's what Jesus did. Now, I'm going to show you some scriptures here. Matthew 12, 13. There was a man that had a withered hand, right? And uh, Jesus was going to heal him. And he, says, he said to the man, stretch out your hand. Is that prayer? Did he pray to his father? No. He gave a command. He commanded, right? Concerning the work of my hand, command. God has already given the promise. Huh? We give the command. He gave the command. He said, stretch out your hand. Now, the guy had to obey. He stretched it out, and it was restored as whole as the other. Amen. Another scripture. Remember in John chapter 5, Jesus was walking and he got to this pool. And there were a lot of sick people there. And he saw this guy that was sick. He's been sick for many years. He, he asked the person, this person, just a simple question. Sir, do you want to be well? Because sometimes people don't want to be well. You know, I read somewhere in the book that sometimes sick people are the most selfish individuals you, you can find. I was shocked to read this. But as I examined it, I started realizing that that can be true. And they don't mean that way, but because of the way people react, before long, they come to expect everything from everybody. You know? I remember I've told this story here. I was with this fellow in a hospital in Nigeria. I was a little boy. And uh, 
He'll lay in his bed and he's reactive. He won't be making any noise. He's okay until his family members show up and then he starts grunting. Just like that. And, and I've been with him in the room and he wasn't doing any of that. But he wanted some good attention and good loving and all of that. And they say, they start petting him and saying, and then they ask him what kind of food they like to eat. He'll wait for the right one. They say, you want to eat this? He says, no. He's looking for the expensive one. <laughs> the one that really tastes good. You want to eat that? He says, no. And then when they mention the one he likes, he says, yes, that one I want. And then I watch this sick man. Boy, he'll finish his plate. But he still remains sick. I used to watch, you know, little by, I can't forget that. I used to watch his Adam's apple as the stuff was going down. <laughs> After a while, I, I, I thought to myself, I don't think I want to stay with this man in this room. I'm going home. Whether they discharge me or not, I'm not going to stay with this guy in this room. He stayed with me. I was just a little boy. But that told me sometimes people don't want to. He, he was enjoying it. And I think that man was there. He was discouraged. He was just going to stay by the pool and die. And Jesus asked him, do you want to be made well? Sometimes it's a person's will. First question, do you want to be? And the man replied, sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. But while I am coming, another steps down before me. Now look at how Jesus healed him. He didn't say, man... I am Jesus of Nazareth, the son of the living God. Now close your eyes so we can pray. I am about to heal you. He just told the man, now, take your bed. Rise, he said. Take up your bed and walk. That's a command. And the man says, okay. Took his bed. Walked off. And you know, he didn't even recognize, he didn't know who did it. Remember? They were asking him, I don't know, until Jesus found him. He had no clue. There is power in our voice if we believe. We can give those words. If the people obey, I believe they will be healed. They will be healed. If we give the word. It's not just Jesus. Then look, you're giving the word of faith. You preach the message of faith. You know the people can believe. Uh, they are believing God for their healing. Then tell them to do what they couldn't do before. They have to do what they couldn't do before. The man couldn't stretch out his hand before, right? Command them to do something they couldn't do before in the name of Jesus. And it will be as if Jesus was giving the command for them to do that thing. And if they obey, they'll get well. If they argue with you, nothing happens. Just like the man. If the man has said, my hand is withered, I can't, I can't, I've never been able to do that. He'll stay sick. But something in him said, hmm, something is going on here. I better obey this. He stretched out his hand. Now, Paul, not Jesus, but Paul, in Acts 14, verse 8 through 10, it says, And in Lystra, a certain man without strength in his feet was hidden, a cripple from his mother's womb, who had never walked. 
This man heard Paul speaking. He, has never, he was crippled from his mother's womb. I believe Paul was speaking about the fact that Jesus healed. Right? Jesus went about doing good. He healed all that were diseased. He healed this and he healed that. He is the Savior. He is the Redeemer. You can be saved and he'll heal you. The man was listening to the message. And it says, Paul observing him. So while he was speaking, he was looking directly at the guy. <laughs> He's staring at him as he was speaking. It says, observing him intently. And seeing that he had faith to be healed. The guy was waiting for something to happen. So what did Paul do? He said, he said with a loud voice, Stand up straight on your feet. Command. No prayer, but command. And he leaped and walked. He leaped and walked. I like to put this into practice. When you hear the word, you're giving the word on healing, and the people here tell them to do what they couldn't do before. T.L. Osborne does that a lot, and just people get healed all over the place. They take off their crutches, they take off all the kind, and they just keep walking. I've actually seen a video of cripples that they were helping after the command. No one was praying much, and they started walking. They were probably a hundred of them in this one huge meeting. And some were running back and forth. And those that were still in their wheelchairs were, were just, they couldn't stand it. They wanted to get up from that wheelchair. And people were assisting them. I see that in Vinnie Hens Crusade. They assisting them to make them walk. And they are complying. And they see somebody doing it and they want to do it. And then they receive their healing. This is the works of the Father. God is still in this business today. And God wants to use you. This is one way they brought healing to the lives of people. And Jesus is the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. You have the anointing. Because Jesus said, These signs follow those who believe. Every one of us can. It's these little doubts and unbelief that holds us back. Acts 3. Now quit from here. Acts 3, 5 through 7. This was about Peter and John. They were going into the temple. Get beautiful. Remember the story? And this guy who had been there, you know, begging... And they were looking at, he was looking at Peter and John, hoping to get some money. And Peter says, look on us. <laughs> so his faith went up. But he was looking for money. They're going to give me something. And then Peter said to him, silver and gold I do not have. But what I do have, I give you. So we already have it. We can give. You know Jesus said. Freely you have received. Freely give. You have it. According to the word of God. You have it. 
They may not receive. Everybody may not receive. It's a question of receiving. But you can give it away. How? By giving the word. By giving the word. Even when you pray, you still give the word. You remember Jesus at the tomb of Lazarus? He gave the word. He prayed to the Father, but he gave the word. Come out. Lazarus, come forth. You got to give the word. You got to speak. Give the word. Give the command. And God will do it. Again, this is a, something that when I'm going to put it into practice. And guess what? It works. I have no doubt in my mind it will work. God would do it because God's word has settled forever in heaven. They will never return to him boy. He's just looking for somebody that will agree with him and step out of the boat to walk on water and forget what people think. Whether they say, well, he didn't walk, he's not anointed. Who cares? Just act on it and leave the result to the Lord. Amen. Peter said, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And uh, the man didn't do it in time, so he went and he grabbed the fellow and pulled him up. Because he had already given the command. He wasn't praying more, right? He didn't say more prayers, right? He grabbed the guard. I've already given the command, no need to pray anymore. I just pulled the guy up. And he did. Meaning I'm determined. You're going to walk today whether you like it or not. And the guy said, okay, okay, I'll walk. He didn't say that, but that's what, that's what I think. And he did. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. You know, it bothered me for years. I've said it here before. I wanted to see something. Supernatural. Doctors can come in, that's fine. But I recognize that. But I wanted to see something supernatural right with my eyes. Right there. The Bible says, desire the best gifts. You have your own desire. But I believe that this is for every one of us. This is a church of destiny. Ministers are going to be raised. You're not going to be out in the field praying for people. And then you, you, you bring sick people and say, Well, I wish Pastor Andy were here with me. You know, I didn't come with Pastor Andy this time. Next time I'll make sure I come with him because he is the gift of healing. You can do it. Amen? You have nothing to prove. You can do it. Jesus said so. Jesus said so. We can do it. Next time I'm going to discuss another method that was used. That's the laying on of hands. And then I will talk about, you know, uh, anointing with oil. These things are significant. Sometimes we overlook these things. We don't study. We just assume, well, they're anointed with oil, so I'm going to do it that way. But there is, when you understand what's going on and why God said it and how the people did it, that it was really crucial... Even though you read scriptures and the scripture doesn't tell you that this is exactly what they were doing. And then you find out from another scripture that that's what they were doing. While they were doing the miracle, they were actually anointing the people with oil. 
Your eyes are opened. Okay. I will. So now you're not just going like you're doing something like a ritual. You know what I mean? <laughs> we just anoint them with all. It's meaningful to you. You know why you're doing it. And guess what? The Holy Spirit responds. You got the revelation. You have the anointing. Would you stand up with me tonight? I want to go further. You know what we need the most is boldness. You know? Boldness. That's Acts chapter 4. The disciples were praying. He said, God, give us boldness. We need to be bold. It says that signs and wonders may be done to the hand. But we need boldness to proclaim, to speak the word without fear. And God shook the place. And the people were filled with the Holy Spirit. That means they were filled with boldness. <laughs> That's what they prayed for. And then they went out. And great miracles started taking place. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. We must never let go of any pressure. No statue. That God has given us, we can't overlook it. You can't overlook it in your life. There is a reason why you're here today listening to my words. Because God may be calling you. Get out of your comfort zone. I want you to start walking on water right here. It's time. There's a time to be a child. There's a time to grow up. And when you stay a child, you're not pleasing to the Father anymore. God wants us to grow up. And I think that's why we're having this. So we can do it. When you laid hands on somebody at the place of work and the person is healed, then they start telling everybody the gospel is going out. And everyone is hearing it. They want to know your God. Father God, in Jesus' name, I know that these words are true. Lord, we pray for the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. Lord, that the eyes of our understanding be enlightened, that we may know the hope of our calling, the riches of the glory of your inheritance in the saints, the power that you demonstrated when you raised Jesus from the dead and set him at your own right hand in heavenly places far above all principalities and powers and minds and dominion. It is according to the power that is at work in us right now. Help us to recognize that fully so that we can rid ourselves of fear. Fear of sickness. Fear of man. What people think. What people say what they'll say and be willing vessels in your hand. It is not by might. It is not by power. It is by your spirit. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you.